It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys on a Tuesday edition here of the podcast brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your first order. We're rolling along along here. We started our kind of mini documentary on the 2015 Carolina Panthers or docu-series or just look back, whatever you want to call it. But we're looking back at the 2015 Carolina Panthers. We started with the first four games of the season on Monday. And now we're going to look at the second group of four games for the Panthers. And, of course, we're coming off the bye week now as the Panthers had their bye in week five, but still feeling good. We're 4-0, and still have some competition, though, early on, as the Falcons, of course, were also 5-0 and in the in the NFC South race. They had jumped out to quite the start themselves, including wins over the Philadelphia Eagles to begin the regular season, as well as wins over... The Giants, the Cowboys, the Texans, and the Redskins. So we're kind of resetting here. The Falcons right now are sitting at 5-0. The Panthers, of course, are 4-0 after week 5. The Saints are just 1-4. and Their only win being over the Cowboys in week 4. And the Buccaneers at this point, heading into week 6, are 2-3. and and they're coming off their bye week, or going into their bye week, excuse me, in week six. So we go into week six now, and the Panthers early on get a little bit of help in the week from their friends, the New Orleans Saints, as the week six started on Thursday night with the Falcons and the Saints, and the Saints beat the Falcons. That moved the the Saints to two and four, and it handed the Falcons their first loss of the season. So right out of the gate, before the Panthers even took the field for Week 6 against the Seahawks, they were already sitting now in first place as the only remaining undefeated team in the NFC South. And they made sure to hold on to that top spot in the NFC South as they headed out to Seattle to take on the 2-3 and three Seattle Seahawks. And pretty close game, as they've, they've all been. Uh, the Seahawks were actually leading at halftime of this one, 10-7. And it actually scored the first 10 points of the second half. So at one point, the Panthers are trailing 20-7. But the Panthers bounce back with a Jonathan Stewart one-yard touchdown. That cut the lead to 20-14. to But then the Seahawks bounced back. About three three minutes and change into the fourth quarter, they get a 43-yard field goal from Stephen Hauschka. That made the score 23-14. Then the Panthers began their comeback 
Uh, with about 3.55 left in the game, Jonathan Stewart, yet another one-yard rush, his second touchdown of the game in what became a big day on the ground for Jonathan Stewart. He gets in the end zone, but the extra point fails from Graham Gano. That makes it 23-20 to with just under four minutes to go. But then the Panthers rallied. After Graham Gano kicked off, Seattle took over, and then the Panthers' defense came up big, stopping Seattle in their own territory as the Panthers were able to get the ball back. And then took them about 10 plays, but with 36 seconds left in the game, Cam Newton finds Greg Olson for 26 yards and what became the game-winning touchdown as the Seahawks had one last crack at it, but... Only got to their own 30, missed a couple passes. As the Panthers got the win, they rally from behind, win it 27-23 to to move to 5-0. Again, it was a big day for Jonathan Stewart in this one. 20 carries, 78 yards, but two touchdowns, two huge touchdowns to give the Panthers the victory. Cam Newton was 20 of 36 269 yards, one touchdown, two interception. The other key for the Panthers was their defense, as they sacked Russell Wilson four times in this one. Held him to just 18 of 30 passing, 241 yards, one touchdown. They did allow a rushing touchdown to Marshawn Lynch, who had 17 carries for 54 yards. But the offense didn't quit. They rallied in the final minute. And the Panthers are now 5-0 and alone atop the NFC South. As they moved on to a Week 7 showdown with the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, the pre-Carson Wentz Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles were coming into this game at 3-3. And the Panthers, of course, sitting at 5-0. And this was still the Chip Kelly-led Philadelphia Eagles. And... It was wire to wire. The Eagles were kind of close, but also kind of not really in this one. They were they were as close as five points late in the third quarter. But the Panthers' defense shut them down in the fourth quarter. Panthers kicked two field goals in the fourth quarter, one from 35 and one from 29. And the Panthers came away with the 27-16 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles as Cam Newton goes 14 of 27 or 14 of 24 excuse me 197 yards one touchdown but he was picked off three times and sacked once but he did rush for a touchdown on 20 yards and once again it was another strong rushing day for Jonathan Stewart 24 carries 125 yards on the ground and Mike Tolbert even added a rushing touchdown. For the Eagles, it was 26 of 46 for 205 yards and an interception for Sam Bradford. But as that defense has been doing all year, they've been getting to the quarterback. Sam Bradford was sacked five times in this one, including three. It was a hat trick of sacks for K1 Short, as well as Jared Allen and Mario Addison. Also getting in on the fun. And it was Colin Jones that came away 
with the interception. So the Panthers are now 6-0 and and dropping the Eagles to 3-4. and And so now through six week or through seven weeks, we're looking at the Panthers at six and zero. The Atlanta Falcons are six and one. The New Orleans Saints are three and four, and the Buccaneers are two and four. So, still, you know, it's become clear it's a two horse race, just like it turned out to be in twenty fourteen. At the end, uh, as it came down to that final game with the Panthers and the Falcons. So, we're on the collision course again with the Falcons. But, of course, the Panthers did not see the Falcons until week 14. So, we're not going to touch on the Falcons for a while. The next team we're actually going to touch on, of course, came in week 8. Under the bright lights of Monday Night Football. As the Panthers took on the Indianapolis Colts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But before we get into that Monday night showdown, I have to take a moment, of course, to thank our great sponsors over at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar ever. And a lot of flavors for you guys to choose from between uh, the peanut butter brownie, the mint brownie, raspberry cream, white chocolate, toffee, so many different flavors, so so many, uh, so many great tasting ones, and so many healthy, great tasting ones. That's the important thing because these bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Very important. So you get the, you get the joyfulness of eating a candy bar, and the health benefits of eating a protein bar, all in one. Because these are also made with 100% pure chocolate. And they are very easy to chew. Unlike some other protein bars. Now listen. Don't just take it from me. If you guys want to try this for yourself. All you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com. And use the promo code LOCKEDON. And you get $10 off your first order. Again just go to BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. And you get $10 off your first order. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So as we jump back in here now, week eight, we're under the bright lights of Monday Night Football. And we've also turned the calendar to the month of November. It's a battle between, of course, two former number one picks. 
2011 number one pick Cam Newton and 2012 number one pick Andrew Luck. And a little side note before we get into this game. There was an article on SB Nation that... uh, Actually, no, I'm sorry. There was a video on NFL Network's Instagram that actually looked at a bit of a what-if scenario that we might take a look at at some time, too. But it's an interesting video if you guys want to check it out. It actually looks at what would happen, or what could have happened, if Andrew Luck decided to enter the draft in 2011 instead of returning to school for a senior season and waiting until 2012 for the draft. And, of course, that directly affects the Carolina Panthers because that was the year, 2011, that they took Cam Newton. Would the Panthers have taken Andrew Luck? I think so. But that's a topic for another day. Right now, we're focusing on the 2015 battle between the Panthers and the Colts. Ron Rivera and Chuck Pagano leading the ways. And you got the two quarterbacks. And this was one of the closer battles that the Carolina Panthers actually had in this game. In fact, this one went to overtime as these two teams kind of went uh, back and forth a little bit though Carolina had the lead for most of the game in fact it was kind of wire to wire uh the the Colts only lead of the game actually came in overtime this game ended at regulation tied at 23 as Adam Vinatieri's 24-yard field goal as time expired sent the game into overtime so quite the battle on Monday Night Football, and then these teams actually exchanged field goals to start overtime. First, it was a 50-yarder from Adam Vinatieri to put the Colts up three, and then Graham Gano hits a 42-yard field goal to tie the game at 26. And then the big play for the Panthers' defense, as they had been doing all season long up to this point. Luke Kuechly, just a couple plays later, picks off Andrew Luck and puts the Panthers in position to bring out Graham Gano from 52 yards away. And Gano kicks the Panthers to 7-0 as the Panthers come away with the 29-26 victory over the Indianapolis Colts. As Cam Newton goes 16 of 35 for 248 yards. And two touchdowns, he did throw an interception, and he added 41 yards on the ground. And as has been the, this common story the last couple of weeks, Jonathan Stewart, yet another good day on the ground. 24 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. And Greg Olson continued his good receiving year as well with 79 yards and a touchdown on six catches leading the way for the Panthers receivers. They held Andrew Luck to 23 of 47 passing for 231 yards, two touchdowns, picked him off three times, and sacked him twice. Luke Kuechly, Kurt Coleman, and Charles Tillman all got in on the act in the interception game, and it was Jared Allen and Coney Ely both coming away with a sack. But in the end, again, the Panthers come away with the Monday night win, and they are now 7-0 in this, as we approach the halfway point of the season, 
And they gained a little bit of ground in the NFC South as the Falcons lost at home in overtime to the Buccaneers 23-20. And this was also the week that saw that epic shootout between the Saints and the Giants. That was Saints 52, Giants 49. As we look back real quick on that game, because of course this was one of the highlight games. Remember, this was the game where there were 31 points scored in the fourth quarter. These teams were just going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, this Midway through the fourth quarter, or early in the fourth quarter, the, the uh, Saints scored, or the Giants had scored uh, to make it 42-35, and then they scored again just a few minutes later, thanks to uh, back-to-back touchdowns by Dwayne Harris. So... Going into the fourth quarter, it was 42-28 Saints. All of a sudden, it's tied at 42. And then the Giants got a pick six from Tremaine McBride. That put them up 49-42. And then C.J. Spiller scored to make it 49-49. And Kai Forbats, 50-yarder as time expired, gave the Saints the win, 52-49. Drew Brees threw for 505 yards and seven touchdowns in this game. Eli Manning, 350 yards, six touchdowns in this game. So this was the week for that wild game. But as the standings sit at this point, the Panthers are 7-0. The Atlanta Falcons, again, had just lost to the Buccaneers. So the Panthers now two up in the loss column. They are sitting at 7-0. The Falcons are sitting at 6-2. The Saints have rolled rolled back a little bit. They've now won three in a row. They're sitting at four and four. And the Buccaneers, after week seven, or rather after week eight, are now three and four after that win over the Falcons. And then came a really strong battle, a possible NFC playoff preview as we head into week nine. Panthers at home against the Green Bay Packers. It was the 7-0 Panthers against the 6-1 Packers. And as expected, it was a pretty high-scoring game. It started with a 20-yard field goal from Graham Gano about five minutes into the game. That put the Panthers up 3-0. Then the teams exchanged touchdowns. First, it was a one-yard reception for Richard Rodgers to put the Packers up 7-3 just before the start of the or the start of the second quarter, the end of the first. And then about three minutes into the second quarter, Cam Newton rushes in from one yard. That put the Panthers up 10-7. to In fact, the Panthers went on to score 24 unanswered points in this one. Cam Newton scored from one yard out. Then Cam hit Greg Olson from seven yards out. Graham Gano hit a 49-yard field goal, and Cam Newton... 39-yard touchdown pass to Corey Brown. So the Panthers outscored the Packers 24-0 in the second quarter. So they took a 27-7 lead into the locker room. And then the Packers tried to make a little bit of a comeback, but really couldn't get close. They did score the first touchdown of the second half just a minute into the third quarter as Aaron Rodgers hit Randall Cobb from 53 yards out 
That made the score 27-14. to But then later in the third quarter, the P- Graham Gano hits another field goal. That put the Panthers back up by 16 at 30-14. to And then another touchdown to Devin Funches from 14 yards out. Pretty much put the icing on the cake in this one. As that put the Panthers up 37-14 to with about 9.22 to go in the game. And it turned out to be just too big of a hole for the pa- for the Packers to climb out of. They did score two touchdowns, but ultimately fell short as they tried to make one final run with a little over two minutes left. But once again, the Panthers' defense came up big as Thomas Davis steps in front of a pass intended for James Jones. And that thwarted the Packers' rally and basically ended the game. They did have one final pass with a couple seconds left as they tried laddering it a couple of times, but to no avail. Pat Panthers go to 8-0 and as they defeat the Green Bay Packers, sending them to 6-2 and by a final score of 37-29. to So the Panthers have now reached the halfway point of the season at 8-0 and and continue to gain ground and separate themselves from their NFC South counterparts as the Falcons had once again suffered a loss. They lost to the 49ers 17-16. In fact, the Panthers were the only NFC South team to win that week. The Saints lost at home in overtime to the Titans 34-28. And the Buccaneers lost at home to the Giants, 32-18. to So now the Panthers have a little bit of breathing room in the NFC South. They are sitting at 8-0. The Falcons are now at 6-3, coming off two straight losses and kind of stumbling a little bit into their bye week. So the Panthers are now three up in the loss column. The Saints fell back under 500 at 4-5. And the Buccaneers are now at 3-5 and five as we head into Week 9 and the start of the second half of the season for these teams. And that's where we're going to stop here as Part 2 has come to an end of our look back at the 2015 season. Part 3 will feature the next four games, which included a couple of blowouts as there were a couple games where There was really no question the Panthers were the better team in this one as that record just kept on blowing up. We'll touch on those four games tomorrow as we look at part three of this look back at the 2015 regular season. So with that, I thank you as always for tuning in and letting me into your homes, your car, wherever you guys listen to and... Thank you for all the support, as always, and hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow for part three of this little retrospective right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, Bill Rossetti signing off. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.